Welcome everybody for season three, episode two of Black Love. In today's episode, we are talking about family. Um, we have received critical feedback from people that we should not put black family because we're all black. So that goes without saying. So family it is. I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> we are here to talk about today about some of our family dynamics um, and what it was like maybe growing up with each other, what it may have been like growing up in Utah, which is where the three of us primarily all grew up, what that may have been like growing up in Texas, which is where Jasmine is from, um, or what, or Ohio, because that's where her family is also from, or what it's like growing up in the South with family, which is where I'm from, and what it may have been like growing up with an African father, which is Tishel and Tanisha's experience. So. We're going to take a minute for everybody to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about how they're feeling with this topic. So, don't all talk at once, but... Shoot, I'll start. What's up? Um, so, hi. My name is Tanisa. I am Tichelle's younger sister. Um, both of our, da- our dads from Ghana, West Africa. Um, this topic, it's cool. I mean... I am excited because I feel like as somebody who's been, uh, I guess, working on like dynamics and stuff and connections in life in like therapy, I think it's, it'll be like a nice perspective to add when it comes to like family. So that's what I have to say. I love it. And I'm Tishelle, I'm Tanisa's older sister, the oldest of three. Uh, we are the dynamic duo though we live in the same apartment complex we're super close we're pretty close to our dad and so we're really excited about the topic because yes it's important to talk about family but we're really excited to talk specifically about black family and why we differentiate it you know me and Tanisa is because our experience is different right our our family dynamic will look a lot different than others um and so I think that's really important to highlight we may or may not get uh, two cents from Colby if he so chooses. We'll see. He didn't get to go to Target. So that's also a dynamic that if someone doesn't get to go to Target, they get upset. Hashtag black family. But <laughs> we are just excited to be here. How about you, Jasmine? I'm Jasmine, everyone. Um, I'm excited about this topic because... I feel like family is so muddy so it'll be interesting to hear from everybody about their dynamics and their families because it will be very different um and I'm with Kobe I would be pissed if I didn't get to go on my target run too because like I was I was just at target so hashtag stand with Kobe Okay, um, well, thank y'all for introducing yourselves. Um, And as everybody kind of already touched on, like we all have different experiences with our family dynamic, right? We talked a little bit about it um, last episode with Jasmine and I know we've talked about it before. um, I think in season two, when we were talking about our women's health episode about our relationships with our moms and all that. Um, 
So I'm excited to dive into it because I feel like family can mean so many different things, right? Like there's the biological aspect of it. There's the legal aspect of it. And then there's the like communal aspect of it, right? Like everyone has like play moms or play dads or play siblings, whatever. My mom didn't play that, so I didn't. <laughs> but, um, sorry. But, um, but let's talk real quick about what does family mean to you? Like in any aspect, um, what does it mean to you? How do you, I guess not define it. How do you find it? All of that. Um, Miss Tanisa, our guest of the episode, start us off. Yeah. Awesome. I, I'm a firm believer and in the idea that family is someone who you can meet that's either blood or not. Um, and they, they accept and love and praise you as you are and everything about their love and support for you is unconditional. Like they're, you're, you know, ride or die hype people. They're your support system. They're your shoulder to cry on. They're your sounding ear of it like they to me that's kind of what I define as family so it's not always someone who you know may have like been close like been a part of you since like for like through blood <clears throat> I, I'm a firm believer in like chosen family because not everyone has the opportunity to be around people that support and love them unconditionally and meet them as they are and accept them as they are for who they are. So I always feel like that to me is what family is. I love that. I love that. Ms. Tichelle, how do you define that? Great question. So I, I agree with Tanisa in a lot of ways. So I was so blessed to have uh, an awesome rock star mom who met Tanisa's biological dad when I was two, who I call dad. So I grew up in a household with what some would label as a stepdad, but to me, he's always been my dad. And, um, you know, my biological father is African-American, born and raised Sacramento, California, but was not present. And the times they were, were sporadic and often unexpected. So the consistent force in my life has been our dad, Abraham last name Lincoln for real and um, so I'm blessed I I feel like I wouldn't have asked for a better dad he's now like my best friend in so many ways I've talked about that he's really funny Um, sometimes he he asks us really tough questions and things like that but he's uh, he's amazing and so not everybody knows that but that's my dad that's who he is and that that hits to the biological piece and then as I talked about in season two, all of you know that our mom passed away in 2021, which is, it's rough for us. And so family, that that has kind of changed how family looks like for us too. And thinking about the chosen family, uh, I was so fortunate to have met my person I call adopted mom in 2011. Her name is Miss Marion Howe Taylor. And since that point in my life, she's always been this force to be reckoned with. She's kind of taken me in. She didn't have any biological kids of her own. So, and so, in a sense, we've adopted each other. So, you know, we have that aspect and we have James, who's like our family, who's kind of like taken Kobe in um, as his own too. So 
family can be multidimensional and it doesn't always have to be linear. And I think it's really nice to say you can choose family because some people um, aren't, they, they don't have family or the family they have can be really toxic. And so the, the fact you can choose is really important. So that's kind of where I'm at. I think family is beautiful. Um, it looks different, different shades, different dynamics, different personalities, characteristics. We can all be raised the same, but be very different. That is us in a nutshell. Uh, so, and then of course I have a son. So we have our own like little dynamic duo too. Uh, we're our own little family. And so, you know, he's an only child. So he's kind of chosen who he considers his family too. Luckily, I still made the cut, guys. We'll see in these teenage years. But <laughs> how about you, Jasmine? Yeah, you know, family. I feel like I've gone through some weird things with family. Like, because I I didn't meet my grandparents until I was probably like 17, 16. And quickly developed a very strong relationship with my grandparents and so and I didn't meet like a lot of my cousins on that side of the family until about that same age um I knew like my great-grandmother and like my aunt and I knew just like small pieces and I always knew I came from a much larger family and I think growing up I used to feel kind of like jealous of my friends who like had families like would go to like parties or really close to like oh like there's a pretty significant age gap with me and my siblings so I think for them they always have seen me as like almost like a parent because I was raised by a single mom which you all know and so we don't sometimes I feel like we don't have like a sibling relationship if they feel like I'm their parent so that's also really weird and something that my my siblings and I have been have just to realization where my brother my youngest brother who were about like nine and a half years apart was like you're you're my parent like I don't want to tell you like what's going on in my life because you're gonna go and tell mom and that just like kind of hurt my feelings because I always like want I really love seeing siblings who are really close together like seeing Ten and and Tichelle I'm like oh I wish I had a sister and I always wanted a sister and I ended up with like annoying little brothers so that's all the thing um, so yeah Oh, family for me has always been really muddy it's always been a really tricky relationship like I don't have a good relationship with my father so that it's tough but me and my mom are so close so that has always felt like my family just like me and my brothers and that's it but I do love the idea of like chosen family and I didn't really think about that until I got much older about choosing family mm-hmm. a long way to say that I struggle with family. <laughs> Girl, but don't we all though? Like okay. it's not just you at all. Um I think for myself, the way that I answer that question um is very selective, right? <laughs> because there's no polite way to say it like 
sometimes I'm a bit of like an asshole, right? Everybody doesn't make the cut. Just because we're blood, like, doesn't really mean anything to me. And so, like, I mean, it does, it does, but like, it doesn't, right? So, like, my, like, the core family that I have is like me, my mom, my dad, and my brother, because like, that's what I grew up with. And that's like who is there for me unconditionally. Like, I would go to the ends of the world or any of them, right? And then when my brother had his kids, like if I were to die today for some random reason, like that's the only piece of me that would go on, right? And so like, I'm really big into like philosophical stuff and legacy. And so that's the way that I think about his kids. Um, They're like my babies. And I, I mean, y'all know that, but I don't know that I've necessarily talked about it in depth on on here on the podcast. so I feel like if you're not my mom, my dad, my brother, or my three nephews, then um, our relationship is tentative to change. And I say that, <laughs> I say that to say like, um, like so. Also, y'all may know I'm trying not to put like my entire family business on blast, right? But like, y'all may know that like my mom, like. Our household is a multi-generational household in that my mom takes care of her two parents. So for like most of my undergrad experience was spent with me, my mom, my dad, and my two grandparents, Um, which is a very, very different dynamic, right? And that also like really kind of puts the stamp on family because my grandparents are from Mississippi and like they are old Southern gents and bells and and like you know utah is a very different environment to that too and the way that my parents run our household is very different from how they ran their household so it just puts a different dynamic on family um i think that it was a it was a blessing to live there for so long and be able to know them in a way that like all of my cousins haven't but it also put um a strain on my mom's relationship with her siblings right which is why I say there's that tentative piece of I've also seen the messiness um, and the unfortunate side of when a family dissipates, kind of like in Soul Food when Big Mama died. So it's like, in, in all honesty. Um, you said what? I said not the Soul Food. Girl, Soul Food was a good, it was a good movie. Very culturally awakening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um yeah so the way that i define family for me is really like that central six like but i love my friends and i don't have many friends i think i've talked about that like multiple times right i have like maybe four or five friends and so like even though on an outward appearance i'm not very affectionate I am very sensitive and I love y'all and adore y'all and would do like anything for you. So for me, it's like, you're my family. And it's to the point where like, I really am like overprotective. So when y'all tell me like, oh, so-and-so was doing this and I'm ready to pull up. Like who did it and where? <laughs> like, what? You know. to pull up? This is a new tune. I just love this. What you mean? Baby, I've always pulled up. I am a sophisticated thug. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just I believe it too. I believe it. I put my yes. 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 But we can't say that because we're trying to do some other stuff right now. So um yeah, so for me family is 
is a very small group of people. I don't call everybody family. Like, if I say I love you, then, like, you are my family. Because I really don't say that. People be like, I love you. I'm like, oh, thanks. Have a good one. Because <laughs> you're going to know you mean it. If you just tell everybody you love them, then, like, mm-hmm. it means nothing. It's diluted. Anyways, um, talking a little bit. Like what we all have in common, right? We've already talked about a little bit of our relationships with our moms. We've touched on the relationships that we have with our dads, but I think it's really interesting that sibling dynamic that we have. Like Jasmine, you just touched on it a little bit too. But I really wanna know like, what was it like for y'all in your, like with your relationships with your siblings? Like, so Tashel and Tanisa, like, Y'all seem like y'all have gotten closer now, but I know there's three of y'all and three is a different dynamic, you know, than just two or one or four. So like, tell me, what was that? What was it like? How has y'all's relationship evolved over time? You know, um, so I'm the middle child, right? Mm -hmm. We're all like three-ish years apart. Um, And the... It was rough. (laughs) Um, I didn't like it. Like, I'm very much, like, introvert, people pleaser kind of person. And then I had, like, like growing up, like, it definitely has evolved. Like, growing up, I always just wanted to be, like, my sibling's best friend. That's kind of was, like, that was, like, my goal of, like, life. To me, that was, like, always important to me was making sure my friend, like, my, my siblings, like, my two sisters were, like, they, I want them to see a friend like in me and that's all I ever wanted um, and it was hard growing up because I had an older sister who was kind of rebellious and didn't really seem very interested in exploring a friendship in her younger sister and so I was really hurt but I never stopped trying so there was that and then of course the younger sister where I was like the pressure of still being one of the primary examples of her and like oh you need to you know be kind to her and she was the baby of the house so she kind of ruled the house in a sense in a not healthy way not much has changed on that part a little bit has but not a lot like I grew up with an old sister being like oh my gosh she my sister didn't like this shirt I'm so excited I get to wear this because she like asked me if I wanted it and then my younger sister, if let's say any one of my shirts, any of them, was mistakenly put in their pile by a parent, if it wound up in her room, it now belonged to her. And even if you kindly ask for it back, she's like, well, it was in my room, so it's mine now. Um, and so, it's small little petty things, you know? Like, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just not as fun. It was like an adventure. And then of course, when when I was in junior high, I found out my old sister was was pregnant, and so I was just kind of like, I was just like, I'm like, I'm gonna be an aunt. I didn't understand like if that was like a no no or not, especially here in Utah. But I was just kind of like, I'm so excited. <laughs> and my dad's reaction was, "Don't be too excited." Also don't monkey see monkey do that was like a very resounding response on his behalf was this is not to be repeated ever do you understand kind of thing 
And it was that start of that relationship between my dad and I of like, oh, I would never do this. Whatever makes you happy. And then, you know, as an adult, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get tattoos. And yeah, I'm going to support whatever people decide if it's going to make them happy. Like, I don't really care. Like, things like that. Maybe I'm just kind of talking in a circle at this point, but it was interesting to show. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I didn't know she wanted to be my best friend. I really didn't. We've had this conversation. (laughs) So, (laughs) I wish I would have known. I didn't. What part of writing handwritten notes and sliding them under your bedroom door with, like, hand-drawn hearts being like how are you doing i miss you do you want to go to the park what part of that doesn't say let's be best friends (laughs) no i'm the worst you guys like there could be a literal sign from god like this is your person this person loves you blah 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 i miss it i didn't know she wanted to be my best friend but what i said my girl hit you with that do you want to build a snowman and you said no no i guess i said no you're right, girl. <laughs> but growing up as the oldest, I um, I was so excited to have her as a sister, though, because I, when she was born, I remember the story that I used to try to wake her up to play with me, and I'd try to open her eyes with spoons because the shape of the spoon seemed to be like it wouldn't hurt her eye. Anyway, I was little, y'all. <laughs> so I did try to be her friend, but maybe things changed. Who knows? But I was, um, I was a mean teenager. I'm still kind of mean. I took after... Um, I, definitely took after more like my mom and she's more like my dad where I'm like outspoken and um impulsive and uh reactive is the word so I had my stages but uh as the oldest I did have a a child young and so that would like really changed our family dynamic not on purpose not planned may I say that um but I think I went from when I was in junior high being like this ideal student to now I'm this like I made this poor decision and now I'm going to be judged by it so after I had my son I I think I, I changed for the better for sure I my attitude got better and I I became a better sister and because I had a little child and I have a younger sister my younger sister was always with me and it's not because I picked one over the other but the little sister like the age gap she was just always with me And so for the longest time, you'd always see me with the little one. And then when I moved to California, my my sisters used to be able to fly for free. So they take turns coming. But it then started to be Tanisa being able to come more than me, more than the other sister, I should say. So then I just started spending more time with Tanisa. Again, not by picking and choosing. I absolutely love both my sisters. But I do think dynamics changed and... um, definitely grew closer to Tanisa for a number of reasons but she was the middle child and by all definitions she was the nice one the respectful one she was the one that people could trust she was the the other two that were on the ends the youngest and the oldest no so she was the best she was like the ideal daughter so I don't I don't agree with that statement but was emphasis on the what just kidding yeah (laughs) just kidding I also was but no, I will never forget the day when my sister's like, I want to get a tattoo, y'all. I almost fell over. I was like, who? What? Like, you? Like, I couldn't believe it. Because she was, she was quote unquote, just like, 
my daughter's heavenly child that my dad's my dad's heavenly daughter that he had always asked for because I was uh, but anyway that child is exhausting like to be that to be that you know offspring that you feel like your parents want you to be and totally dismissing everything that you feel is true who you are it's exhausting and it's also according to my therapist very unhealthy Um, there we go girl she changed for the better y'all she changed for the better so we all uh, made our life choices and we're still loved we're we're still loved by our dad so that's good Uh, so that's how our dynamic has been but now as I've mentioned in the last podcast we live in the same complex people will ask if we like live together and I'll be like yes but on different floors you know you have to specify because people be judging sometimes but I live on the sixth floor she lives on the fourth floor she and people think she's my child all the time i had to say favorite might i add not my favorite i love it and i think it's because i like to think that i'm gonna be like a forever child and and i also want to be her child's best friend so it's like everything that i wanted when i growing up with her is same thing for her her kid i just want him to think that i'm cool like i'm like trying to score cool anti points by like hey cool but I made some cookies you want some and then he just does this weird facial expression thing I'm like yeah I just got some points so it's like I'm just trying to do everything I can to like be his best friend <laughs> and it's-, it's cute y'all except like it makes me feel old as hell when they're like oh your kids are so cute I'm like thank you you know what I mean yeah. like they either think I'm his sis- like my son's sister or they think they're both my kids I just can't win but we have a really cool dynamic and we've we've droned on but yeah besties for sure i I love you (laughs) because wait say that go jasmine sorry uh technical difficulties hopefully you hear me still really well um it's interesting for me to like hear you guys talk about your upbringing because i've obviously only known both of you guys as being formulated adults I guess you know with like so it's interesting to hear these stories about you guys being like younger and it's honestly kind of hard for me to like see but I can totally see it but it's just so it's so interesting just because like I see you guys like this awesome bond so knowing that this hasn't always been true forever it's like blowing my mind mind blown (laughs) tell me me about your relationship with some of your siblings like I know you talked about it before how they kind of saw you as like that second parent but like because you're the oldest too yeah it's actually weird because I guess I need to like explain my family uh like my siblings because I also have two sisters that not a lot of people know that I have sisters um because we didn't grow up in the same state or in the same household um and so I have an older sister um and she is I would say I'm on and this is like shows how close we are because like I honestly don't even know how old she is but I know she's older than me um but I still feel like I'm older than her because she has like struggled with get, like keeping her life together and making good decisions. So I feel like I've always had a lot of pressure to be like that, not all-star 
not the all-star like daughter right but to show that like we can overcome all of these adversities that our parents have bestowed upon us because like we don't have to succumb to our circumstances so I've always been like I want to graduate like I want to like be like better than them because I want them to see that they can do it too and so I don't know if that I don't know if that's healthy or not but I feel like that is the role I've played and then I have an adoptive um I adopted sister but she is my sister's biological sister so it's really weird I grew up with her and she's younger than me but she's around the same age as my middle brother like the second the oldest brother it's so weird and so (laughs) it's so interesting so her and I are like relatively close because when I would go to my dad's house she was living with my father at the time so I like saw her grow up for the most part whereas my sister had been like out of the house and like with her mom I didn't see her very often until we got a lot older um so I feel like with my brothers who I did grow up in the same household with who see me as a parent which is super hurtful (laughs) to me. Um, Like, it was definitely rocky, like, as an adolescent, because I think probably for them, they probably felt a lot of pressure. And I think, speaking to the middle child syndrome, like, my middle, my brother who was in the middle, he didn't make some good choices. And I think he felt a lot of pressure to be really, like, He got to, like, fly under the radar, right? Because, like, I was doing a lot of stuff. Like, I was really involved, like, very independent, could do it all. And then, like, my younger brother obviously is the baby. And he is, like, a sports superstar, golden child to my mom. So she was always really involved in his stuff and my stuff. And so it allowed my middle child brother to, like, just fly under the radar. And so I think a lot of times he said to us, like, like it doesn't matter like if I go like you guys don't care but I know my brothers have a really strong relationship because they're only like a couple of years apart and they've like shared a room for most of their life so I think they have like a very good bond and they talk to each other and have a lot of trust with each other but with me I don't think they have a lot of trust because they see me as a parent and so I don't know the dynamic has always been weird but surprise not surprisingly my youngest brother and I I feel like are closer than my other brother um because we can relate a little bit more like we like did sports we like were really academic like all of those things like are really driven so we get along a lot more and I bought him his first pair of Jordans because when I turned 18 and had my own job I was like yay I can like buy my siblings things and like be that cool like older sister and so as I've gotten older I want to be that for them but I'm still a parent so (laughs) it's breaking down the parent like wall but so I feel like I made my younger brother who he is because I gave him a style like I like used to dress him up and like everything but now he's like rebelling against me and he's like doesn't want anything to do with me because he's a teenager and too cool for school and like lives in California and like is a hot shot so he's like I don't want to hang out with my sister but 
we finally I think in my family we finally have gotten to the point where we say I love you to each other which we growing up I never heard I love you from like my mom like we didn't say that stuff like to each other I don't know why but like as over the last couple of years like I realized we don't say that to each other but we've started to say like I love you and I miss you and I can't wait to see you and things like that where we didn't say that so we're getting there it is a work in process for me and my siblings but I love them dearly I don't think they know that all the time especially not my middle child brother because I feel like I'm definitely harder on him because I want him to do well and I just don't see him doing sometimes he can be just like a little bit lazy and I'm like hello get your shit together (laughs) but he does like he's his own person I think he's really grown into his own person which I'm really grateful for he's just needed help than I needed and so I'm like mom you're babying him like freaking push him out the nest but she's not going to and I have to live with that she has to live with that that he's gonna live with her forever she doesn't think that but I definitely think that's the one that will be living with his mom for a very long time we're praying that he finds a girlfriend so if anybody out there is single let me know he's 21 oh my god but enough about me um, kind of. I know that you have an older brother, and so how's that for you? I don't even know how to follow up that conversation. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where to go from there. Um, I do want to make a note though, um, about talking about the I love yous and all that because I feel like that will be something for each of us to share, right? About um, what. I guess like the culture was of our homes growing up right not even just necessarily in terms of affection but like also discipline like who was the disciplinary who was like the one that you could turn to that is a no everybody remember that because I may forget um (laughs) but um but you said what we put it in the parking lot that's where you put your ideas that we will come back to Okay, girl. Well, we'll we'll talk about who you've been hanging around at work who gave you that parking lot idea and circle back to that too. <laughs> but um thank you. But um I think the dynamics of my brother. So I do have an older brother. He and I are we're really 7 years apart, but I get he was 6 when I was born and then like 2 weeks later turned 7. Um and I do have other siblings too that my dad had in previous relationships and so all of those relationships have been um very interesting right because um my I have an older brother who passed away um when I was young because he got in a car accident but I always like knew of him right um my dad had like pictures of him he he was like just outside of high school or not he He was like 19 or 20 when he passed. Um, And so I always knew of him, always saw his picture. Like to me, it was kind of like, you know, in a kid's mind of trying to conceptualize like what that may have been like. It was like, 
I mean, I don't know, right? Because you just, you build up in your mind, I think you kind of romanticize um, an idea of what that other older brother could have been like. Um, but he was always, was always and is still somebody that I'm very like curious about and wanting to know him. Um, he also has a sibling. So my dad had two kids with one lady. And so that brother was one. And then I had a sister and I did try at some point to build a relationship with her. Um, because I always thought it would be interesting again to have an older sister. Um, since I already have the older brothers, right? But I think that there's a lot of hurt um, in terms of like me growing up with our father and she didn't get to, right? And I think that's also something that's very interesting when we talk about the black family or family in general, right? Like the reason I think that it's interesting to do this episode is because um, like there's a misconception that black dads are not in their kids' lives, but you know data also shows that they're the most involved in their kids lives um but there is that unfortunate part when they're not and i think being able to try to build that relationship when there's a lot of hurt and trauma for her on one end like she had a stepdad but that's not her real dad right so then it tried to like backlash on me and again going back to being overprotective like I don't care if we share the same dad, like you're not gonna talk about my dad to me. You know what I mean? Like that's some shit you gotta talk to him about, but I'm not gonna let you disrespect our father in front of me. And so for me, it was more like this relationship is done. Granted that was like years ago, so I could try again, mm-hmm. but I probably need to be in therapy before I do it, so I won't. Um, <laughs> let's, I- let's just be honest. Yeah, Ther- therapy all 2022. Um, but growing up with my brother, I loved it. We fought. We didn't even like each other. But <laughs> it wasn't until he moved away um, for school. And my mom was always like, you guys got to learn to get along because you're not going to be here forever. Like, you're going to miss each other when he leaves. And I was like, no, I won't. Like, I am so tired of this man. Like, get him out of the house. Send him to the furthest school. Like, I'm ready to be an only child. <laughs> And then he left and I was like, oh damn, I really kind of miss this guy. Like he was all right, he was all right. Um, and so I really learned to appreciate him when he left. Um, and now as we're adults, like we live like less than two hours away from each other. And most of the time I'm always down there. Um, we still get in arguments just because like we're siblings and that's just a thing that will never go away because we know those buttons to press. But I think that he is um, one of my best friends. And he's also a really good sounding board because he, much like me, um, holds no bars. Like if you ask him a question, so like he's been listening to Kevin Samuels and we talked about that. So I was like, okay, but why can't I date? Like, or what's wrong with me right now? And he was like, do you really want to know that? And I was like, a little bit. And then he told me, and I was like, hurtful, but accurate. I understand what you're going, like where you're going with this. You know what I mean? So so I love him. He is one of my best friends. He gets on my nerves, but that's my guy. And um, like I said before, I would go to the very ends of the earth for him. So um, I now also really applaud my sister-in-law. I thank you, girl, for, being his opposite and 
and trying to tame his little attitudes. And I don't know how you do it. So maybe Jasmine, if your middle brother does get in a relationship, then, you know, maybe your your new sister-in-law will be what my sister-in-law is to me. You know, I think for Khalil, it's not even that he has an attitude. It's just like, we need to get, I need to get him a girl that's like really ambitious. I think mm-hmm. really laid back. Like he's really like, Meh. I could get up today or I could not, you know, it's like, it's really like we have went through some like stuff and yeah I just I would love him to get a little girlfriend anytime he tells us he's dating I'm like are you really though are you just saying that I would like to see picture meet her ask her why or what's going on how how did this come about but then let's talk about why they see you as the mother though <laughs> let's talk about that let's parking lot that okay what okay what i just have to explain something because in my defense right like i was raised by a single parent and so who worked multiple jobs to support us growing up so there were a lot of times that it was like okay like I have to go to work Jasmine like make sure the house doesn't burn down and you need to feed your brothers you know and make sure they get to school or whatever so I think it's it is hard for me not to be like what the hell are you doing (laughs) it really it really is and I really do struggle with it like I don't want I don't want to be the parent because I'm not a, I'm not their parent, but sometimes I do feel like I'm like have to play almost a father figure role because my brothers didn't have their biological dad in their lives. It would be actually really interesting to bring them on to talk about like what their relationship is with like black men and how they see that because I think it's a little traumatic for them because we never had it. It was just like a mom which is okay like moms do it best but I think for black boys there are things that like us as women just don't understand because we're that that would be interesting I feel like we should talk about that in one episode because I know we have an episode plan where we're going to talk about like the black male experience so Mm -hmm. I would really love to to hone in on that um okay so circling back to the parking lot idea of um of the disciplinarian and the culture of the house let's talk about that Sunisa you can speak to it too and then like when whenever Tashelle is ready she can share her experience too but what was the culture of y'all's house growing up like was it affectionate was it neutral who was the disciplinarian like how when you got in trouble, like what what was that? <laughs> what was that whole situation like? You know, that's a great question. Um it was interesting. So I would definitely say my both my parents kind of took up the disciplinary role in different ways. So my dad was very much just like he did never like I guess like physically discipline us he was more so just like very vocal about his disappointment which in my opinion was worse 
because uh, hearing I'm disappointed in you from a parent is one of the most soul-crushing and traumatic experiences for any child. Again, opinion. Um, but also, same thing. Like, let's say I decided to have a secret boyfriend. Hypothetically, not hypothetically, it happened. Um, and, <laughs> excuse me. And let's say, like, my mom found out she's just kind of like she would just like take my phone you know she so on like that end of it you know my dad he would just be kind of like mainly just the disappointment really mm-hmm. and so that's I guess the disciplinary side and as far as the culture um my mom was always very very like nurturing she always was the kind of person to say that she was proud of you to say you know how much she loved you and how um she loved seeing you succeed and being happy and as us growing up doing different things like dance or exploring like cooking or any kind of field or area i guess in life whenever we showed particular interest in something she was always the person to kind of like encourage you to 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 kind of seek that out and see where it goes um also kind of like when can am I are we allowed to profanities? Well yeah, girl. Oh, so sorry, sorry. Um but like well like when she hits the fan. It's very much like my mom was always the person where I was like, if I was just feeling like heartbroken or sad or just kind of beating up on myself, she was kind of always like this sound voice. Or if I was ever super like nervous for like a job interview or um what have you things like or trying to apply for like a scholarship or whatever she was kind of the person where she would she just like knew what to say and it was and it was always somewhere that came from love not to say that my dad never came from love but he had super high expectations um i'd say a lot for me particularly um because i am his biologically his first child and so and I'm not sure how it works in like the Ghanaian culture but I am also the first granddaughter on that side so I am not even fully aware of all or any (laughs) of the cultural expectations or what have you of filling that kind of role and so I don't know it was it was interesting I I would say my dad is more affectionate now, more so than even, I would even say probably like three or four years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's always just been like, not super, I mean, he'll tell you he loves, he'll like tell us that he loves us and whatnot, but he's not really like, his like growing up, he was never really like a comforter as far as like being like hugging he didn't really respond well to like what I call loud emotions, like being super sad and definitely tears is like a no-go in our family, like growing up to my, with my dad. Even now as an adult, I try to refrain from crying in front of him because I know that I, I don't get the comfort that I wish that I probably would get from a parent. Um, so especially not now losing our mom, she was very like nurturing and she's very much like that person you could have like that shoulder to cry on and just lots of like 
pats and like hugging and just kind of like get it out I'm here for like I don't want to say it's not coddling but she was just very comforting yeah and I don't really get that for my dad which is fine I'm cool with that but um yeah growing up it was it was interesting okay and what are your thoughts on it Tisha? So when it comes to discipline, um, so yeah, our dad is from Ghana, West Africa, and I think that uh, discipline there was night and day. And I think that when our parents met, they had conversations about it and things like that. Like, I think things would have ran differently if my mom wasn't such a dominant force because discipline was important culturally, right? Mm-hmm. So growing up, I think the only discipline we really ever got was like our dad would make us put our hands in the air and we would cry and be sad and then my mom would get mad so he stopped yeah like to hold him so like and it was like we would just have to like stand next to the tv because he liked watching tv and we'd have to hold our hands up as straight as we can and when he would see them like starting to like fall he would like pause the tv and be like put your hands back up and it like it's it, he's not hurting us in any way but it's anyway, painful yeah sorry, sorry. <clears throat> So, like, that was the only thing we did when we were little. And then my mom would get mad at him for being a disciplinary. And so he just stopped completely. And uh, uh, he also, yeah, the silent disappointment was more than anything or the really long lectures. So we got lectures. That was our discipline. And that was, I think, enough in some ways. So they were either church-related or um, he would speak in parables a lot, which is super common in African culture. So we'd have to really try to figure out what he's telling us through stories. So sometimes it was hard, but anyway, it was more like the, he had high expectations for us because, you know, we being in the United States, he, you know, we were given a lot of opportunities that he wasn't. So when he saw us fault, like what he thought as, as us faltering, he wasn't, um, he would really be thoughtful in his response, but it was usually like a lecture, really disappointed. And then our mom, on the other hand, she was, uh, when it came to discipline, it wasn't always consistent. Uh, and it often was like yelling. So I'm a yeller because of that. I, it's, it's not great. I'm, wor- it's, I'm working on it. I'm a lot better now. But like, almost as if she wasn't being heard, even though she's a loud force like myself. So that was like, she would just yell at us. And that was kind of like what we, ex- <laughs> our discipline was. But. It, we get stuff taken away and then the next thing you know she felt bad so she'd give it back um sometimes she'd give it back we'd get stuff for me specifically i was the the when i was a teenager i was the worst of the worst so i'd get stuff taken away all the time i got my door taken away my phone taken away my favorite clothes different things that because of course i had it like i didn't care about other things so it's like weird stuff i'd get taking taken away So that's kind of what it was discipline wise, but affection growing up, it really was like our mom and our grandma. Um, I don't say I love you a lot either, even though we did grow up with a very affectionate mom, very affectionate grandma, those words are very important. So I don't just say it all the time. So if I've told you that means like, that's true, that's true. But we got a lot of hugs, a lot of love. Um, Our mom and grandma were both very nurturing. yeah our mom felt like every every heartbreak every disappointment she was definitely there for us and emotions were hard for our dad and i think it's because either at our house was really loud emotions like yelling or just silence and so and coming from a 
learning more about our dad as we grew up and what he grew up in the environment um they didn't say i love you there was no affection he didn't really even feel loved and so after what's really interesting is after our parents got divorced is some of the first times we ever heard him say i love you and hug us and i think it's because he felt like he couldn't which is really weird but now he like will tell us he loves us all the time he'll call us randomly um i feel like my relationship with my dad is different than tanisa and my dad so that's kind of why it's inter- it's interesting hearing the conversations cuz i would say he's super affectionate from what i've seen how he is towards us how he is towards his new uh towards his new wife how he is towards the grandkids but we kind of have a different lens and i was older and out of the house when they got divorced and he went through a lot himself and my sisters were told a different story so i was there and my sisters were told a different story because they still lived at home and so you see this dynamic like when parents get divorced not they don't always choose to pick a side they just get the side that they're the closest to right and i was already out of the house so i saw it through a different lens so i think that their relationship is evolving hope maybe and we'll probably have to t- touch on it later but i think that he's like night and day from when he was divorced like he's a lot happier and so i'm one of those people who i do champion divorce if people are truly unhappy and constricted and just just hurt in the relationship you know mm-hmm. i i know that doesn't sound great to say but i think there are times where it can be better for everybody and black right. families particular so yeah that's kind of that's how it was like disciplinary and affection so as a parent now uh i was more like my mom i just get mad sometimes i would yell but i would immediately feel bad apologize which is kind of weird as a parent but with my son i just have to like look look disappointed and he like would put himself in time out y'all god is my witness like <laughs> or even to this day i'll just give him a look I don't even know what the look is, but apparently it's scaring and he's like he does it's a look and that's it. So I I think I'm beyond blessed because I was a hellion. So anyway. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're so weird. Don't say that. Right. Like when she said she yells, I was like, "Girl, when? How? Like what is your version well, of yelling?" Why they say swing you once yielded a guitar if i remember oh yeah i once hit i threw my i hit my guitar on a wall once but i was 14 y'all it's just like crazy because <laughs> like you are just such the sweetest person ever like i just cannot imagine you know, Jasmine, I'm game recognized game i'm just thinking in the eye reason, you know you know uh uh game recognized game girl i can see it in the eye everybody got a little bit in them <laughs> I but Scorpio rising. All right, Jasmine. Oh, have a- yes. Well, like I said, I grew up in a single parent household, so my mom was everything. She was the disciplinarian, and I would say I feel like I probably was a freaking handful. Like I probably was because I was really independent. Like I felt like I felt like I was the other parent a lot of the time. So I didn't feel like I guess growing 
especially like in high school I remember those times being really difficult where my mom and I like fought a lot but would be like best friends because we were all we had after like in the end so even though we would like argue or whatever I remember my mom still like taking me shopping and like we would go get our nails done or you know we would do stuff together and like leave my brothers and be like oh we just want to get away from those little like shits you know (laughs) and we would do stuff like that all the time and so but I have gone through times with my mom where like I haven't spoken to her for a few months and like and now we I think we're a lot better about talking about our issues but like the culture in my household was kind of like we didn't really talk about how we were feeling like I would talk to my mom a lot about how I was feeling really neglected by my dad um growing up or like when my dad would get really um when he would get upset with me because I didn't want to like come there like because I was a teenager and I wanted to hang out with my friends then I would get really sad and like I would cry about it and my mom would hate seeing me cry so then she would always like come to my defense with that stuff and so I wouldn't say I was afraid of my dad's house but it was definitely a very different dynamic at my dad's house because he was raised by like very traditional like black southern folks and lived with his grandmother for a good portion of his life of his upbringing so like there I had a lot more rules I feel like when I was at my dad's house than I did at my mom's house um like I it was it almost felt like I wasn't trusted when I was when I was at my dad's house like we couldn't just go into the kitchen and like get a drink like we would have to ask for every little thing and like we could we like I didn't have tv in my room like I didn't I would have to like play like kind of like out in the open it just always felt like we were like being watched and when my sisters were there I know that they had a really restrictive like culture in their house and things lessened when I was there because I didn't grow up I wasn't from that and I think there was scare like my dad and his wife were scared that if I went home and said that some that something had happened or like they did something then it my dad could potentially lose his opportunity to come for me to come there so it was like really weird dynamics growing up and I now as being an adult and being able to think back on some of the things that were going on like I can definitely see where like I know my sisters have experienced a lot of trauma from their upbringing and that hurts for me because I feel like I should have been able to do more but I was still just a kid myself too and so yeah so like the culture it's really weird to think about the culture because like talking about it I still don't think I even know how to grasp what it was like I can talk about my mom's culture really well because it was like very liberal my mom is a very liberal person if you've ever met her well and you guys have so you guys know like my mom is like very free-spirited and like let us be very independent and like go place like I could go anywhere like I don't think I ever had a curfew growing up like I can't remember it I remember being my mom getting mad at me like coming home kind of late or being like were you with boys (laughs) and stuff like that because I think she just didn't want me to like obviously like be get like get pregnant too young or like something have a really bad experience with being intimate for the first time and being young 
and so like we had a lot of conversations about like protection and like boys and she always knew if I liked a boy and stuff like I felt really comfortable coming to my mom about stuff like that um so like my parents houses were really night and day so when I got old enough to decide if I wanted to like continue to go there or not I would always be like no because I like being able to even though it probably I probably would have had like more means with my dad because they definitely made more money than my mom like my mom's house even having to go through the struggle was better than having to be in a uber conservative disciplinary like household and it was almost like joked about in my dad's house like how children are seen and not heard and I remember hearing that a lot growing up when I would be there and I used to go home and be like I just think that is so stupid mom like I'm I have opinions like blah 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 blah. and my mom be like yes you do and I've always raised you to like have a voice and blah 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 blah. but like on my dad's side of the family it's like joked about like you like don't be in grown folks business like my rod and my staff like having paddles like like corporal punishment like that stuff was like a real thing growing up like I think there's a family home video of like my aunt like showing her various um like paddles and she's like this one has holes in it and blah 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 and like like now talking about even in this moment like talking about I'm like that was so bad (laughs) so dramatic and like my mom wasn't like that like yeah we did have like like she would you know bring the spoon to the store and be like if y'all act up in this store you know y'all know it's gonna happen but she never really did that stuff like we would get grounded but we didn't really like like getting like beat I think right as people would call it like that didn't really happen in our household in, in terms of discipline but my mom also wasn't very affectionate like growing up and I've talked to her a lot about that and she's like I just didn't think and like she didn't I don't I think she was so busy all the time she didn't even realize that she wasn't being and so in turn like I struggle a lot with being really um like affectionate to people like I don't know how to show love necessarily because I don't feel like a lot of times I was and I'm gonna like cry but like and now looking back on it I do see how my mom was but in those moments I didn't feel like she was all the time and so that's like hard I think for my mom to hear but she realizes that now and I think she makes efforts to do that and I do too like just trying to make her feel more comfortable like even like hugging my mom sometimes feels like awkward like because we just didn't we just didn't do that stuff as even as close as we were we just that just wasn't how we were raised we were raised to be very like strong and like like chip on your shoulder like walls up like all those type of things so now as an adult I'm like damn all this work I have to do to like break this down and so it's difficult but at the end of the day I still really like love my mom and I think she's making a turn like she's definitely softer being the oldest you see how your parents like like their level of discipline goes down with the kids and like my brother my youngest brother gets away with stuff like I never got away with like he can do and say things to my mom that I'm like, I would never do that. Like, I could not. I would have been, like, in so much trouble. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, you're just soft. 
<laughs> I tell her that all the time. I'm like, you're so soft now. Like, we could not do that. And she's like, it's just a different time. Like, whatever. So it's interesting. But what about you, Shekinah? Oh, girl. Um, I think our household was like really different, right? So like, even just in terms of like the disciplinary aspect, um, my dad was not the disciplinarian like at all. I mean, I don't like he would sometimes give me lectures, but like he would really let my mom handle that. And my mom was always the disciplinarian. Um, when I was younger, like, so my mom is like old school, right? Like Southern, go pick a switch, like belt, whatever. My dad was like, his mom was like extension cord belt, whatever I have in immediate like vicinity sort of thing. Um, and so my mom was talking to me about it. Like she talks to my brother too. And she, her and my father made a very conscientious effort of like how they were gonna discipline us, right? That it wasn't gonna be like that. So the discipline I got is like, my mom would spank me and my brother, but like she would spank us on our hands when we would do stuff. And like, we were little and like, it hurt, I guess the point got across, but also I could make myself cry. So it was like, you know, let's get the show on the road so we can go ahead and get this over with. So I was like back in the room. <laughs> um, but I remember like one time my aunt, um, so we were messing, my, my cousin just had like a surgery me and my other cousins were playing with balloons. I put the balloons up under your shirt. You know how you try to pretend like you have like boobs, like balloon boobs. And then my other cousin who was crazy, like to this day, I still look at her kind of sideways because of like that moment. But like she got like a real like knife and like stabbed the knife through the balloon, right? It was through my shirt. And so like everybody got in trouble. And so my aunt was like, oh, all y'all finna get whipped. So we did, I got like, like a legit, like a legit uh, ass woman at the time. And my mom was like so upset by it. My mom was so upset by it that she was like, oh, nah, you ain't going down there no more without your daddy. Like, we're not going to have none of this. And, you know, I tell my mom about that story now. And I'm like, I know that you're mad and I get it. But also, like, we deserved it, bro. We was playing with knives and balloons. Like, we deserved it. And she was like how could you not let me like bro i'm six i'm not trying to get in trouble again like i'm about to tell you whatever i need to tell you to get out of trouble so um my mom was definitely the disciplinarian but then it also got to the point where like i really didn't do anything as i got older and like i didn't like going places <clears throat> like my curfew was 11 or 12. I will be back like an hour before that because I didn't really feel the need to be out there in the streets like that. Um, so I think the the two times, and we could talk about this at a very different time, but the two times I did like legitimately probably get in trouble or need help, my mom <clears throat> just had a lecture and like that was good enough. But she never, like she didn't say like I was disappointed in you. She was just like, what like what is your like what was your thought process on that like what made you think you can go in this situation and this wouldn't happen um so yeah and I think her lectures worked for me because like if you would have beat me like that would have been like okay but I mean it like it wouldn't have done anything you know what I mean but my brother his experience is much different because growing up as a as a boy a black teenage boy in Utah especially when you start liking girls and whatever 
and getting in different scenarios, um, I think the conversations and everything that he's had with my dad and my mom are much different. Um, because as a first child, he rebelled a lot, right? Like he did his own thing. And sometimes I watched it and I was like, ooh, ain't about to do that. Or like, ooh, bro, you shouldn't have did that. This is how you should have did it to get away with it. Cause like, you know, I think as a baby, you see a lot of the mistakes of the older kids and you like, this how I'm gonna get around it. So I got away with a lot because I watched other stuff and was like, okay, this is how I'm about to do this. Again, my mom sometimes listens to these so we don't have to go in detail. But as I get older, I tell her more. <laughs> um, so yeah. And the culture of our house was always very was always very um positive and nurturing in that respect. Like my dad came from a household that was not very nurturing, but marrying my mom who is like he you know we always heard I love you we always got hugs and kisses like when you leave the house like give somebody a hug like you don't just leave the house you know what I mean even if it's like oh, I'm about to go up the street which is literally like Walmart is like two minutes up the street all right well come give me a hug bye love you like that's just how my mom is um and I don't know like and my grandmother is a lot like that too I think and my grandfather is a lot like that with me because it's no surprise to my other cousins and everything that I am the favorite of his and I'm the last so like he's always like way more affectionate with me um than others and so I don't know my <clears throat> my experience has always I don't want to say it's always been positive because I have seen things, but I think overall it's been a very positive, nurturing, loving environment. And like, for me, like my mom, like feels like home. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, we're on, and this is weird too. This is really weird. So you can tell me if I'm alone in this, but like your, your mom like has a certain like scent. I don't know if that makes sense. Like she has a certain scent that when you smell it, you're like, oh mom, like that's my mom. <laughs> and they talk a lot about that with like babies and stuff. But, like, my mom legit does have, like, a certain, like, smell or scent that, like, when I smell it, it's, like, just a sense of calm just comes over me. I'm like, oh, I miss my mama, man. And, like, my dad, I mean, I love my dad, and he feels, like, he makes me feel safe. But, like, you know, I love my mom. Like, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, Well, we can... I love this conversation and I love where we were going with it and just learning so much more about all of you because I feel like, you know, I know y'all, I've known all of you for like well over like five years. Yeah. Um, yeah, like closer to 10, definitely 10 with Tichelle and like probably about close to that with Jasmine. Yeah, I think we're like eight. Yeah, like, so I've known all of y'all forever and you guys have all been such a like, an important fixture in my life like we've seen each other through all these like pivotal moment moments and it's fortunate enough that our friendship has been able to last through all of our like transformations and evolutions right we've been able to grow with each other um oh lord <laughs> but um i want to say if we need to continue this conversation then we should open it up for part two because i love learning more about y'all but I want to be respectful of y'all's time and our listeners' time. Um, so we can end this episode. 
Um, but I want you to say the first phrase, first phrase that comes to your mind when you think of black family or your family specifically, because we're black and I guess we don't have to say black family. <laughs> but um, but um, the first phrase that comes to mind when y'all think of family and then we can close it out. So it's like a knee jerk reaction to Nisa, go. You'll never walk alone. Love it. To shell, go. <laughs> Damn it, that's so good. <laughs> Liverpool all the way. Shit. <laughs> well, it's true. Mm-hmm. I would say supportive. Love it. Jasmine, go. Important. <laughs> you are important. I just can't. <laughs> I love it. For me, the first thing I think of when I say family is love. Love my family. Um, okay. So thank y'all for joining us on the second episode of season three. Hopefully we can come back with a part two to continue this beautiful conversation. Um, but we hope that y'all enjoyed this um, episode. And if nothing else, make sure y'all call y'all families and check up on them. Even if it's just yes. a family of you. Because you never know when the last time. It's the last time. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Well, I love y'all. Also, remember, don't nobody got us. Like, we got us. Hey, what's some up, Jasmine? Don't nobody got us. Like, we what? got us. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, y'all. I'm going to head out. Bye. Bye. Bye.